Smithy, good news, mate. Christmas is around the corner. And guess what? We're finally loaded up. We got our shit together. Theswellians.com. Theswellians, with an S, dot com. Get onto it right now. Get your shit, your merch, before Chrissy fucking buffs some cunt out who loves the fucking show. That's right, Vaughn. Every dollar is a vote, and every dollar spent in the Swellian merch store is a vote for more rambling degeneracy. So support your independent deadbeats and spend some money in the Swellian merch store now. Ben Brown, Aussie Wright, Paul McNeil, just some of the artists we got in there at the moment. New merch drops every couple of months. It's going to be on Smith. Here we go at last. <laughs> hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ASB are going to find me, because I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far off their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the quarterback. Drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did travel some humongous ways. Oh, that's the table thing? Oh, surf looks good, Ivan. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jen and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys, welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, Samivi, here with a special little mini-episode. That's right, the Red Bull WSL Big Wave Award winners have been announced, and our man, Pete the Condor Mel, all 51 years of him, has swooped in and pocketed the coveted ride of the year award for his Mavericks monster, unbelievable fucking frothing for the maniac. Uh, Mel doesn't get much more iconic, really. Born in November 1969, the summer of love. He was probably conceived halfway through Santana's acid-soaked set at Woodstock. That's how iconic he is. Uh, In this mini-episode, we're going to hear his remarkable blow-by-blow account of the greatest wave ever paddled at Mavericks from back in January. Uh, But just a quick rundown of the other winners... Um, the Women's Ride of the Year went to Justine DuPont for that uh, Skits Jaws toe cone. I don't think anyone needs reminding about that thing. It was wild, uh, for sure, by a million, million miles, the wildest vige any woman has ever had on this planet. Uh, unbelievable. Just such a... Sketchy, sketchy, giant pit, backdoors it, a thousand knots offshore, fucking ribs that are about 10 feet high, comes out covered in glorious spit, iconic. Um, The women's paddle winner, that goes to Paige Arms, the Maui maniac for a Todos Santos monster, bunch of skits boils at the bottom of it, she's a beast. Uh, the first woman to ever paddle a tube at Jaws, and she's the best out there on, in the paddle version anyway. Um, and that's just insanity when you think about how few male pros uh, have achieved you know, getting a giant cone at Jaws and how few would even have the guts to try it. Uh, the biggest paddle winner in the men's category, Kai Lenny. Who else? 
for an absolute Jaws mind melter, steep, deep, and he just fucking knifes it into a thousand knot offshore, somehow finds a line into the pit, and it just blows its fucking guts all over him. Uh, yeah, no idea how he stayed on his board, but uh, just a wild piece of aquatic brilliance. Uh, the biggest toe award in the women's category, Justine Dupont, again, for that same Jaws cone. And uh, Sebastian Studner took out the men's biggest toe award. Uh, Studner from landlocked Nuremberg in Germany. Uh, and that's the second time he's won it at Nazare, following on from 2018. Uh, the Nuremberger burglar, they're calling him, stealing the show yet again at the world's biggest and most deadly burger. Riskier than a day-old whopper that's been left on the kitchen counter. Kidding me? Performer of the year, Kyle Lenny, took it out for the men and who else but Justine Dupont, the caviar queen for the women. Uh... That wraps it up. Let's revisit Pete Mel's Mavs monster that won him the men's ride of the year. Hamad. Pete. Vaughn. Pete Mel. How's it? The Condor swooping in. Swooping (laughs) in. You madman. What? Brother. Oh, dude. Please. So good. Oh, my God, mate. Hey, I've got um, Smivy with me here as well. You're live on the potty. G'day, Pete. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, Thanks. brother. Honestly, I don't know what to say to you here. I'm so baffled by everything I saw at Mavericks, but, I mean, in particular, that pit, mate. Thank you. Uh, we had a really good run of waves. Um, probably the best ever, as I if I can recall, through my years of chasing waves up the coast up there. This yeah. was by far the best season. Most oh. consistent, best conditions. And, you know, some of the biggest days we've ever seen. Well, man. Awesome. I have heard you lose your fucking banana when Seabass got a 10 at North Point. You went absolutely <laughs> mad. What was your reaction like when you got into the channel after that pit? Were you were you in that headspace or were you actually on another level? I was, I was opposite, dude. It's different when you have that much adrenaline going through your system and then to be able to kind of just kick out and hear – the opposite of, I mean, I guess Seabass would have been listening to me after he got that barrel. Like, he just could sit back and be content. I, I had to, you know, I'm the one who was soaking that in from the other side of it. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of what it was. So I was just soaking it in, you know, with my kid yelling at me and Jamie Mitchell and um, Kurt, you know, just the whole, the whole channel really it was actually pretty cool. It was really awesome. The whole, the whole experience, not just that day specifically, but the whole season as a whole has been really positive. Mm. You know, um, there's been a great crew out there and really pushing each other and looking out for each other. It's been been awesome. Pete, can you talk us through that wave and, and in particular the decision to, you know, pack the tube? I mean, what are your options at that point? You're sitting on that outside bowl. It's 45 to 50 foot. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, you, you kind of roll into it and then you've got, you, I guess you're getting barreled basically where you're usually taking off. But do you have the option of straightening out, you know, how do you kind of weigh up uh, that, that, that decision to, to try and go for the tube knowing that you might get pinched and fucking break your spine in a million pieces? Yeah, I mean, if, uh, we have talked about that line, visualized it, I guess, on certain days. It doesn't happen very often. It has to be a kind of a specific direction, a certain size. Um, luckily, this season, we've had a lot of opportunities and a lot of reps to get kind of comfortable and get 
um, an understanding of a certain lineup. You know, you, you miss a, uh, a swell or you, and it's months in between the time you're the last time you're out there. Um, you know, your lineups are kind of the same, but you know, you kind of need to adjust and, you know, certain swells move you different places and stuff. So it's always kind of a, an adjustment thing, but that specific day, um, I knew that there was a peak of the swell kind of happening, um, that was going to happen at that same time period. Uh, cause you could see it on the buoys. I mean, the buoy system's so awesome now. So I kind of understood that part of it and I saw some waves start to cap on that outer section which is where I kind of wanted to be sitting these days there's a you know that opportunity it's the only way you're going to get a wave like that is by sitting just a little bit further out and deeper and there's a little little ramp out there at certain times that if you can pick one of those up that's the only way you're going to be able to get a wave like that I mean uh, at 20 feet Maverick's bowl is really unapproachable <laughs> you can either backdoor it with a tow board, usually is what we thought we did, or you're taking off on the corner of it and getting inside of it, you know, and you're not really getting underneath and behind it. This was just a, a very, you know, accurate wave that I was able to get on. And, um, you know, I think the idea of that you're, when you're going to pull into a wave like that and, and it pinches, the best place to be is, you know, in the womb mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than on the sides of it, right? Kidding me. If I straighten off, you're just getting smoked. There's no, yeah, that's worst right. case scenario. The thing that trips so, me out about the best best route, man, it always is. Yeah, bro, of course. But the thing that trips me out watching that wave, Pete, is you are so body limp. Like you don't have any stress in your in your frame at all. Like you're in the pit and you're just cruising. Like you you haven't got that like fucking gnarly survival stance. Like, did you just know when you pulled in that it was just going to stay open? Like, were you just at what point were you able to just kick back and enjoy the the view? That's kind of when it, when I went into the smooth smooth water. I mean, that last like little kink at the bottom of the wave, you know. And of course, I've watched it uh, many many times over too. And and you start watching, and you're like, dang it, I could have been a little deeper. Mm. But no, um, <laughs> you get to the last <laughs> oh, critic, mate. <laughs> could have been deeper. Oh, uh, but I got up into no, I got into the smoother water, and like, and I remember getting to that point. And, and like realizing the hard part was kind of done and it, it, it actually had this, like, usually the barrel kind of goes up to the corner and like pinches up mm. top, right. And it shuts down. And that's generally what, what most of those waves will do, but it didn't have that look to it. It actually had the bend and arc to it. It was going to come back and open up. So I kind of saw that and I was like, Oh my gosh, look at this. And then that's when it was just like, enjoy it. You know, like I'd gotten through that gnarly part um, and then it was just, I knew it was going to stay open. So I just kind of sat there and enjoyed it. Oh, you know, it's pretty man. cool. That's, it's so cool. It's, it, it's really why we all surf. I mean, uh, Griff, I was speaking to Griffin Colapinto, uh, and he mentioned the, this really interesting thing to me. He said, you know, it's in moments of extreme peril that the mind is removed of all thought and you're at your most present. And I really think that that... Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Exactly what it is. I mean... Isn't it? It's unbelievable because I don't really remember the wave, to be honest. I mean, I there's like the, the, I guess the moment of relief when I, when you're asking me about like, when did you know I was going to stay open? Like I could see the corner. I saw the smooth water and that's when, you know, that's the only part I really remember. Like the drop and all those bumps and all that weird stuff that happened. 
have no recollection of all that yep. at all. Wow. <laughs> and, and it's just a matter of just because you're reacting and you're so in the moment that you're like, ah, 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 and then you get there and they're like, oh, ah, you know, <laughs> the kick out of the channel. And, <laughs> oh you just have my sound effects as I went through it. <laughs> oh, that was so good. It's so that that moment when you've done all the hard work and you pull up into a pit and you can actually admire the view and not have to worry about getting clipped in the head or, or whatever, it's so rare in surfing. But that is what it's all about, having standing room in a tube and being able to enjoy the view. It, it's, it's, it's the fucking absolute crux of why we do this thing. It's so true. And, and, and you got to look cool doing it. <laughs> yeah, <don't you? laughs> I guess it's the one opportunity that I could ever have in a moment like that, I better try and look cool cool and relax like it was nothing right? but how weird is it that that's like kind <laughs> of hard- it's 30 years worth of work <laughs> exactly it's hardwired into you in moments like that to stand up straight relax you, your body and and try and absorb as much of it uh as you can it's it's almost like some force just sucks all of the stress and fear out of you in that moment and just restores you to the pure present moment in time and just allows you to fucking soak it all into your pineal gland, <laughs> which must be the size of a fucking That's thick amazing. leech, Pete. Thank you for allowing me to relive that. That's awesome. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> hey, mate, I- I've got uh, – I- I've been wanting to ask this for a while because uh, at this Fiji 2012 swell, um, the-, the night after that swell was just – honestly, it was like going back in time to some Cro-Magnon fireplace where there was just dancing warriors – just you know, absolutely letting off the steam. What did you do that night? Like when you got back, how did how did you all decompress, or or did you not? Because you knew there was even bigger waves coming the next day. Pretty much. I mean, that night um, I slept pretty well. I was tired, you know. It was a, you know reflection and all that. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. Um, not only a reflection after that moment, then the adrenaline's still high, but being able to go home and then just, you know, I mean, my phone was blowing up and it was kind of crazy period of time. But the next day, like literally I kind of was in a hole. I didn't want to see anybody. I have this little back office that I work in my shop and I'm just like, shut the door. I told all the guys, I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Leave me alone. I want to sit in my little hole. It was the weirdest thing. I, I literally was like, didn't want to socialize. Um, which I mean, and, and it was like a, it wasn't depression in a sense, but it was, it was just a like, yeah, just too much. And I didn't want to deal with it anymore kind of thing. It was just such an overload. Wow, man. Um, but then, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting to be honest. And then I, I, it was kind of a blessing that the next day was on, I don't know, two days later really, because all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, we're back on. This is going to be even gnarlier. <laughs> like just by the looks of the numbers and all that stuff. I was like, you better get your shit together, bro. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, it snapped me out of it. And that and day, the outside mate, of that other swell was kind of more of that warrior kind of happiness, like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because that, that you know, next day, that's what, when it kind of came to me. What a, is that the biggest Mavs ever surfed? I mean, it, it looked, that one you got is so fucking massive. I can't even really get my head around it. Yeah, it, it that was, it was one of the bigger days. It was different. I mean, every big, big swell is a little different. Mm. Um, you know, I've had, I've had certain days that are, you know, the interval changes and um, direction changes ever so slightly. The energy is different. You know, this one was a very, very um, high energy swell, you know, it was in that 20 second plus. So it was like needy, um, you know, it was really tough to line up trying to paddle. You know, that's, uh, I tried to go sit way out and just like, cause there was an opportunity. If you could line one up on the way outside where we were trying to like, it was me, Kai, um, Nathan Florence, uh, Billy Kemper, we're all trying to, 
we were sitting 150 yards outside of the main bowl and we're all in this kind of big dome of, you know, like again, a, a, a footy field zone that we were trying to figure out where to sit, you know, Jeez, and trying to be able wow. to line up these massive sets that came every 25, wow. 30 minutes. And it was hard. Um, but I mean, that opportunity to ride probably if you could have lined one up, um, you could have easily rode the biggest wave ever paddled. So that was the goal of, I think everybody that day. Um, I got, hot inside out there um, luckily my son john was on point and was was uh paying attention running water safety for me he saw i got clipped he was right on me picked me up my, my leash broke uh, my board got destroyed and then i kind of came back to the channel and everybody was like kind of in awe because there was a bunch of big sets that happened right there that was when Twiggy got that wipe out yeah kyle and he got caught outside i got caught outside and I kind of was like, grab my toeboard, John, grab my toeboard. <laughs> and so we kind of like snuck out the back, right? And we were kind of the first ones to kind of start ripping in on the outside. It's like, hey, let's just sit out here and grab a big one. And so it was like, it, that was the towing was probably the funnest and part of it, you know, but it was only probably an hour and a half that we did it. But I'll tell you what, I mean, it was as big and as clean as you could have wanted for, for paddling big waves, but it was just hard to line up. And how did it feel, I mean, to be to be saved by your son and just sharing moments like that with your son, man? That's incredible. Epic. Straight up epic. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's epic. I mean, I, the, mm. I was, I'm out there to kind of support him. I think that's where the new inspiration kind of came from. But I've also kind of felt the desire to, because I enjoy riding big waves. So I, I've been there with him and he's like, you know, he's just as motivated to help me and get the experience being water safety too. So it's like, oh yeah, if dad eats crap out there. I've got to go learn how to pick him up. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're all constantly in training mode because we, we are out there. Um, and I want him to have the best experience mm. knowing how to drive the skis and knowing how to get into the zone and, um, you know, getting on skis and getting picked up from situations. Those are all things you got to learn. The only way you can really do it is by getting out there and doing it. So it's been awesome. Yeah, I try and teach my kids. They're both teenagers now, Pete, and uh, I try and teach them shit, but they don't look at me like I'm a fucking hero, mate. They look at me like I'm just <laughs> kicking them in the ass, being a pain Dude, in the you ass get out there and you start singing on stage. Come on, bro. They're, they're inspired <laughs> by that. True. Did you ever think that you'd still be doing this uh, at 51 years old and you'd, you'd get to share moments like this with your son? I didn't, but I'm glad I'm doing it. That's all there is to it because I'm living life right now and it feels pretty darn good. I mean, I, I, I didn't. I don't. We're due to 50 or everyone's like, ah, you know, fix my back. This, that, you know, and like I've been very fortunate. My body's hanging in there. Um, my mind still is telling me, hey, you can do this. Um, so I'll enjoy it while oh, I can mate. until my body says, stop it. <laughs> and what is it? Why do you think big wave surfing seems to favor um, older guys? I mean, Grant Twiggy Baker, obviously one of the absolute dons of the genre, 48 years old, yourself, uh, 51, packing pretty much the heaviest pit of all time, paddled, uh, or one of. Twiggy's probably got the other one at Jaws that he didn't make. But, um, yeah, why do you think it, it, it favors uh, older folk? Experience. I think that it's time in the water. Um, it's hard to do, um, to ride big waves and to catch big waves. So the more time you do it, you know, understanding the triangulations and understanding the break. I mean, I, I've been surfing Mavericks for a very long time, so I feel pretty darn comfortable when I'm in the lineup. And that's all just because I've been doing it for so long. So I think that's a big part of it, you know, taking care of yourself. But the also mentally, I think that, you know, if you get into situations and you're older, 
and you've been through experiences, you can apply that to, you know, to situations you get into and you don't panic and you relax, you know, all these things that you're supposed to do, um, in order to you know, get yourself out of a situation. So it's just experience really. I think that's why, I mean, it's not like I need a quick twitch muscle to be able to time the lip to get, you know, extra, <laughs> you got a bit of extra time on the Nathan wire. Fletcher knows how to do it at 48. I don't know how True. it so Good well, point. But, well, Pete, right? but <laughs> Pete, mate, yeah, it's experience. The condor is soaring, man. You're fucking soaring to new heights, and uh, you're one of my favourite surfers of all time. Like, I just with one right big on. wave, I just, I just, I, I can't tell you what it's like. Also, just you know, having uh, had the privilege of of getting an AM, but become friends over the years. How much it changes watching a ride like that. You just the pride and the disbelief, mate, was just off the charts. And uh, you know, me and Ronnie. Basically, we're calling each other and squealing like like little stuck pigs. We were just like, ah, look what Pete's doing. And uh, I think the whole surf world felt like that, mate. So congratulations and just, you know, right of a lifetime. Yeah, thank you. So stoked for you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. It's great from you guys. And I appreciate the call. Awesome to be on your show. So um, thanks again. On you, Pete. Fuck Love yeah, you, Pete. mate. Icon. Love you guys. Take care. Three cheers for Pete Mel. Huzzah! 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 Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me? 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 You've got to be fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?